On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of real, must motivate. Hold all the moves, I'ma put in play. On the way. Motivation for all the real ones, On the way. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next when I'm on the way. You ain't take risks cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. Alright, so what's up you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. My name is Deanna Kent and I'm here with my lovely co-host Xavier Miller. What's up everybody? And today we have a super special guest, um, a local a local from Sacramento, Tizera. She's a business owner, CEO, entrepreneur, and she's a business consultant. So today she's going to give us a few gems on, you know, how a lot to, of game, a lot of game, <laughs> you know, running a business, scaling your business, and, you know, just a whole bunch of good stuff. So, you know, let's social go social media, all that stuff. Yep. All that stuff. So how do you, you have something you, you was about to say something? No, you can kick it off. I was just going to say. Uh, what was my first question? I forgot my first question already, man. But so I just, no. So, but before we start, just to make sure, you know, a little small talk. How you? How you doing? How your day been going? How your week been going? Most of this week was a week, <laughs> but I survived it. So I'm I'm excited. I have a lot of moving projects, so it's just um, it's been a process to keep up with everything. But it's been good. It's been good. That's been good. good. Staying busy. Yeah, definitely busy. So, I so like we know you're like a business consultant. So, like, what got you started into that? Um, so I originally I was a web developer. Um, I still I still code. Um, but you mean like in terms of the background or like just career trajectory? Just uh, both basically. Okay. Yeah. So. I, the way I ended up getting into it, my mom was a database analyst, and like when I was a kid, I used to like play around with code a lot, and okay. um, and uh, MySpace was huge back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was on so I was I was the hustler kid that used to like do, do people, like that. when when people wanted like modifications to mm-hmm. get like get that song top, on they, there. yeah, get that the song music. on there, or like they're like, oh, I really want a top twenty four because their friends were fighting about uh-huh. the top eight. I was the one that was hooking it up. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's how I originally uh, started coding. And my mom would come in, and I, it would be like two o'clock in the morning. She'd be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm fixing, I'm fixing so and so's page." And she's just like, "You're coding! Oh my gosh!" Like, she's yeah, she's like, "I get paid to do this." And I was like, "Mom, this is my space. Calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, chill out. Like, yeah, because she's she was you know a woman in tech um, in in the early '90s and stuff, and all the way through." Wow. And, um, and so, like, can I share a quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, this woman, I, she was in college when I was in, in uh, middle school, and she created uh, an application that did that allowed you to order pizza. <laughs> like, what? like she like that allowed you to order pizza yeah, online, dope. and this is in the AOL days. So, like, I came in the room, and she's like trying to show me. She's like, "Look how cool this is." And I just right. kind of looked at her. And, like, mom, why would the pizza place be checking their email? <laughs> like, like, that's okay, not what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's dope, though. And so, um, but yeah, so uh, she always, always pushed me. It's like, you need to, um, you, you need to keep on going keep on these on going, skills. Yeah. And um, so I was just like, ah, no, I wanted to be a marine biologist and a journalist yeah. for some reason. And, um, but as I got closer to college, um, here in California, we had a $10, mil- a $10 uh, million dollar budget cut. And so 
we were in our classes already, like my junior year, and mm -hmm. they uh, they moved us out of our elective classes. So journalism was completely off the table. They moved us out of our courses, Dang. and I'm like, I'm supposed to go to college for this, and I'm not gonna have a portfolio, <laughs> like. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I lived in a new development area, so it's not like they had, like, places where you can go and do, like, writing classes or anything like that. So it was just like, okay, well, I always said that I was going to be a journalist and then I was going to do web stuff on the side. Mm -hmm. Let me just go ahead and do this web stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I jumped into being uh, a web developer and, uh, like, went to school for it and everything, and I became a peer mentor there. And mm -hmm. so, like, as a peer mentor... They got ready to kick me out of school because I couldn't, like, afford it. Um, mm -hmm. And so, like, I ended up getting, like, scholarships and, like, volunteering, like, like for a ridiculous amount of time. And they, um, they like, were able to make it so that, like, I was able to basically make it through school because I volunteered so much. You volunteered so much. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. That was smart. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so I was taking on clients, like, within six months of my program, I was already working in the field. Um by the time I was taking like the senior level classes, they're like, okay, well, we're gonna like, you know, you, I was a peer mentor, so I basically got paid to sit in my classes and teach the other students because I had already sat in all the upper division classes because they were gonna kick me out of school. I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Take all this. And so, uh, yeah, so we, uh, like, I got pushed into, a, um, into an internship after a year into into the program and it was for our agency which was like the best experience ever like mm -hmm. we were, i got to touch so many different like sites like yosemite experience mm -hmm. like the sacramento ballet i did like um you know the convention center and like the the theaters over here and so it was like i got exposed to so many different clients mm -hmm. um and uh then i left that company and uh went to a, like another company and it was just like okay um now I'm in e-commerce one I started mm -hmm. specializing in e-commerce there but my outside clients what was happening is uh I was doing freelancing and they would want a website and then they wouldn't know how to market it mm. or they would like want a website but then not know how to like build out their business plans and all that stuff and then the same thing for all the students like one of the main reasons why I was peer mentoring so much was they weren't teaching any entrepreneurial skills at the school like I was the one that was already doing contracts and all of that stuff because I had an internship that was showing me what that stuff looked like so I started teaching everybody at the school how to do that and then eventually like I went back to school to get my master's degree in innovation and entrepreneurship and like started really orchestrating a plan to um build a supplemental program for them and so um yeah so uh be, like creating like filling the need of uh, needs of other people mm -hmm. is really how i've my whole career has kind of started because like ever from myspace days all the way to, to now to now yeah, yeah it's always amazing. yeah and so now looking at like the whole black like twitter yeah movement, um, I kept on finding that people kept on posting like, oh, I'm struggling with keeping up with things. I'm, I'm struggling with like staying focused and all that stuff. So I was like, okay. I like, I had a couple of people that were just like, you, you know, you're always on top of things for me. <laughs> so, like, cause I'm always checking in. Like, did you get your project done? Like, did you talk to so-and-so and all that stuff? Like with my friends. And so, um, so I always tell them, I'm like, I'm a blessing and curse. I don't know if you want to, like, if you really want right. to, want to talk to me. Wow, <laughs> so, but, um, but 
Black Tech Twitter made me launch a new service doing accountability coaching because that was something that the tech People community needed. needed and yeah. stuff. So it was it was crazy because you know, I did one Twitter post and I already had like 16 people that were like already in my DMs like, hey, can I set up a consultation? And I'm just like, wow. I really like that. Like, yeah, that's, super that's, dope. That's, that's yeah, dope. like that's, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> and it was like even crazier to me is like how you talked about your mom coding too. So you were a second generation coder. And like, that's really, it's like really popular right now, like coding and stuff. And just for the people that don't know, could you explain like what exactly coding is when you say code? Um, so I, I specifically was a front-end web developer, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, HTML, JavaScript, like, CSS, um, like, I coded in PHP, like, I know some SQL, but, um, you know, being able to build out web pages and, um, web apps. Web apps. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's mm-hmm. super dope. And, and you also, and you, I know you also, like, being into, like, uh, growing, how to grow your brand was through social media. So. Right. I know how we uh, first started the conversation because you uh, posted about, um, what was it? It was about Instagram and like the uh, algorithms and stuff. And I was like, what? I, it was like a lot of information. <laughs> I'm like, damn. So for the, for the people that's listening that don't know, like explain like how important the algorithms are like when you try to grow your brand. So. Like how important is like knowing the algorithm? I it's not even necessarily knowing the algorithm. It's like knowing how to beat it. Like it's yeah. kind of, it's kind of, it's a game. It's really, it really is a game. Um, understanding like what, like what it really wants to eat. I guess is, is the yeah, biggest yeah. way to that th- makes think. Sense. The, yeah. the best way to think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're trying to feed a kid, like, and they, you're trying to feed it broccoli, it's like, nah, the kid, the kid's like, no. But like, if you try to feed it, like, whatever it wants, then it's just like, okay, wait, <laughs> like, I'm gonna grow, I'm gonna keep on going. And so it's like, you kind of have to think of the algorithm in the same way. Um, where, like, you know, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. It's really um, a guess and check thing. Like yeah. that whole, that whole uh, post was really about yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> experimenting yeah. with it. And it was, that was real interesting. Cause you was talking, I know you was talking about like light content and dark content and all that stuff. And I'm like, what the, like, what is that? I didn't know what that was until you said, I'm like, that's why I'm like, I had to dig more to it. Like, what do you mean right. by light content? So if you look at some of the, the larger brands um, that aren't getting necessarily sponsored, like aren't getting sponsorships in order to grow their brand, mm-hmm. um, you can tell that there's a commonality between them where when you look at all these travel bloggers, all their pictures are white. Like, there's either, like, a lot of white in it, or mm-hmm. there's white and pink, like, really, really baby, bright, like, yeah, bright, bright baby pink, or, mm-hmm. like, yellow. Yellow. And I, I'm somebody who personally likes contrast. Um, so, for me, like, when I'm posting, I'm watching the analytics um, really closely um, when I'm posting to see the differences when I post something that's lighter, like, lighter in color um, than not. But actually like after taking more instagram courses like they really do um prefer things that have higher either higher contrast or more white space mm-hmm. like it tends to perform better perform. if you're talking about static imagery that's crazy because i see like you know just from like seeing a bunch of pages i always notice like all right like this isn't this is a common theme like these color schemes and just the way they do their layouts mm-hmm. but i never knew it was like you know something bigger behind this, yeah like, it's like this is like a whole what the algorithm is eating, yeah, basically. Right. Yeah, and so you can still you can still have content that that performs well that is yeah. is darker and mm-hmm. like has has brighter colors and things like that. Um, but 
it's you're gonna have to grow it in a different way than just the organic um way like mm -hmm. it's not it's not so hindering um that it's not going to promote it like if you put text on images like instagram puts a hard stop on it yeah. <laughs> like compared like you can't even if you're trying to promote ads um on a image that has too much text they're like no we're not yeah yeah, yeah. Not yeah. I've, seen, I've seen it i've seen it i've seen it like, i had way too much before. text on your picture well, it's not that much what are you talking about yeah, yeah. they like, won't promote it let me live no all right, all right yeah and so um it's it's not as bad as that but i i definitely noticed the difference mm -hmm. yeah. um yeah. So what do you what do you think about ads? Because I know I, it's some people I talk to and they're like, no, nah, I don't really like ads. But then there's a lot of people they're like, no, nah, ads is do those ads. What do you think about it? And just a thought on, on, then, on that too. Like, do you think it takes away from like that um, organic, or, or, organic organic engagement, like really connecting with your followers? I don't I don't think it takes away from it um, because it doesn't affect them really. Like they'll see it no. every once in a while. Like I get sometimes I get a text message from somebody who's like, "Girl, I saw your ad. Look at you popping." <laughs> <laughs> um, so like you know, it does it doesn't take away from them because it's not intrusive. Mm -hmm. um, but um, going back to your question, like how I feel about ads, like for Instagram specifically. Or, yeah, I'll say Instagram specifically okay. right now. So for Instagram, I don't, I I don't think the return on investment on using ads is as great as finding a bigger sponsor account and getting that account to let you publish their information. And what do you mean by that? So you can get, a, like there's some accounts that have like, um, that have a certain niche that they serve and some of them have like 100,000 followers. And so if you find a niche account that matches with your yours, so yeah. for instance, I had a, a, I have a sunglasses brand called Yes Honey Official. And so um, I would go onto an accessory page like a page that only like showcases accessories and has like a hundred thousand um followers and for like 35 bucks um you can like have them post on you uh, post their your image on their page and then maybe for 45 or 50 dollars they'll do like two posts and maybe for a little bit more you get like three posts in a blog feature or something like that mm. and so um you know with a hundred thousand followers um it's one a post of, a lot of yeah engagement. right yeah one post can get you like 700 followers overnight um wow. so if you wanted to grow an account i would say that the better way to go is try to find like vetted pages that actually have good good results and grow that way versus doing ads um but the problem with doing that sometimes is um sometimes you get those pages out there that have fake followers to grow those mm -hmm. accounts that large or it's not, um, they're not niched down far enough to where it's specific to your audience. So an even better route, um, like as opposed to going the ads route, it's a slower one is using a tool like Pop Social, which um, Everett Taylor, he's like a Bay Area like entrepreneur. Um, he, I think he owns like Art Noir too. And he, um, he created this tool that basically you can go in and um, highlight which accounts you want to go and interact and follow um and it'll follow and unfollow and do the engagement and then if you have content that is geared towards that audience um then they will go and follow, follow you, you and it'll grow your account oh so you see those are definitely <laughs> some important tips that take a lot of it's so it's so, it's much, so much to it. it and like even with like what you said like finding an account and then like 
paying them to uh, promote your stuff? Like, how would how would you say like how do you even find accounts that's like in the same? Instagram has a search now. Like, you can you can go into Instagram and like basically um, you can type in like different keywords that you would mm-hmm. use to talk about your niche. And then you can like look it up like different pages, but there's I think there's tools I don't know any off the top of my head to like recommend where you can find influencer accounts um, too. Wow, that's crazy! Like I said, I, I know it's because it's you know it's a lot of people that's trying to grow their brand. They don't know the small tips and things you can use to to grow it faster. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know these things, so right. that's that's crazy that you you know a lot of this stuff. So I say it's gonna be a lot of game in this podcast because <laughs> I know. You like you want to say something. So for your um, business, when you talk to like business owners and they come to you for help, do you like just break everything down for them and like give them a plan, or do you do it for them? So like, how exactly does your business work? It depends. So I, because I'm a consultant, um, it switches off because like my like my agency actually do, like we do web design, like graphic design, like logos, and mm-hmm. like all of that. Um, I have an e-commerce course where, like, I teach everybody, like, teach you how to do everything from start to finish. Um, like, if you're trying to like brand yourself, like, it's it's like completely cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have services where you know, just independent consulting, where it's just like, hey, I want to sit down for an hour and talk with you and like learn this specific thing, and that's fine too. And so I, I'm able to pull the skills. Pretty diverse. Yeah, yeah. I offer it in a whole like a series of different formats just to make sure that people get what they need in the right, you know, increments. Because mm-hmm. some people were like, I don't need a whole class. Yeah. Or I don't need like, or I just need to have two sessions with you for this this specific plan. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't mind sharing, what would you say was your most difficult consulting case, and like your one with the best outcome as far as like helping that business expand or grow based difficult. off of your um, recommendations? I'm picky with my clients. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, yeah, I'm really picky with my clients, so I have very few uh, bad stories. So <laughs> I'll, I'll start with a good one, <laughs> like, just because that's that's easier. Um, so I have um, I have a brand called uh, Amazing You Boutique that I, we started back in 2013, I believe. And um, this was great because this was like the first one. This is the one that kind of like started it all. Mm-hmm. And um, and she's a friend. She was a friend of my mom's that they went to high school together. And uh, my mom's like, hey, like she needs help with start. She wants to start a site. She's trying to start it on Vista Print page builder. Oh, okay. So yeah. like this is the, this is where you put like the terrible like sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, oh my goodness. Um, I'm like, we can build it, but we're not going to build it on that. And so um, I convinced her to sign on for a project and and consulting. And she didn't even know what Instagram was <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> at, oh. at all. And, um, but she started buying her clothing. Like, we set up a photo shoot. I did a photo shoot for her. And um, and we launched the, the site. And then... Um, using Facebook first, she, like, she was getting all kinds, like, she has a really good, um, network of people who actually, like, have money to invest Mm -hmm. in their clothing, and so, um, 
So she she really took off with it, and we grew her following to like five thousand people. Dang. And it was it was really cool to see, and that was like my first time growing an account that like mm-hmm. growing an account that large. And I was just like, okay, this is cool. Now can we do? It? Can I do it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And stuff. But what happens is, if you're consulting, a, if you're a web developer, a lot of times people only have budget for the website. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you guys invest in your marketing and you know that you have like a good ROI then you'll be able to afford. <laughs> and so I would say that that's probably been the hardest thing, not not necessarily with like one specific client, but trying to get clients to understand that if you invest in your marketing, they'll say, oh, I don't really have a marketing budget and all that stuff. And it's just like the things that you think are marketing are not marketing most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that's... So what, that's do you, what do you mean by that? Because like... Example, I have a client... I've had a client who wants to uh she has beautiful posts like absolutely beautiful posts on instagram like because i hired the the photographer and (laughs) 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 so i hired the photographer like we got her like this beautiful set of like hundreds of images and stuff and like you know like nice luxury photos and um her account's not growing and so I'm looking at the content on there. I'm like, okay, well, you know, what do you, how would you like to move forward? Um, I'm like, I have some, I have some tips that we can do to edit the content and I have some things that we can do in terms of like turning on some tools like pop social, Mm -hmm. um, to grow your account. And like, I, like I help with doing the targeting for, for the larger accounts that that should be fed in order for that to work. And, um, She's always like, oh, no, like, you know, it's, um, it, like, I don't have a budget for that, so I just want the post. And I'm like, you already have posts. You already have beautiful content. So right now, the content's not the problem. Like, not having call to actions for what you want the users to do is, mm. is part of the problem. Like, you know, not having a, a, like, a funnel for them to be able to go and self-serve and buy themselves some, like a ticket to what they're trying to do like that's that's a problem like you know we need to sit down and really get to the pro- if you need to, if you're trying to make money yeah. <laughs> make it easy for people to give you money like just like I said you know I offer my services six different ways same services six different ways because everybody's buying habits are going to be different mm-hmm. and so um with that it's it's really getting them to understand that if you invest in marketing that is true marketing and really like you can see the return on investment then you can like you can have money to keep on going but Mm -hmm. like a lot of people they're like oh i have the site now (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah like okay like you have the site but now you have to drive traffic to the site like you're not gonna get like you have to get your content in high high traffic places in order for you to get to where you're trying to go definitely and that's that's so important that you say that because there's a lot of people that's uh getting into business for themselves now and they necessarily feel like they don't want to invest like they be like i don't really want to put all my money into my business like it's your business so quick like trying you know just get the profit but you gotta understand certain expenses that come with it if you want to keep growing you're a business you have to you know start investing in your market one of the other Mm -hmm. things that i'll say is is an issue and like this isn't necessarily with my clients um is that people people think that you get to like just keep all your (laughs) it's, it's gonna sound weird to say 
people think that you should just get to keep all the money like from mm-hmm. from the business like you oh like i sold 20 shirts oh yeah, yeah. and then yeah, like i'm my, gonna take like let account. me let me pocket this and then go and or like shoes. right and it's like no reinvest the, yeah the the goal of a business like you know you take a percentage of that that you can take into your pocket but if you want to grow your business you yeah. have to be mindful of your like how much um, like you're reinvesting in your business yeah. and like I you know most Facebook ad um, like consultations or videos or like gurus all of them will tell you like hey like no we put half our profits back into to ads, ads. yeah yep. yeah so yep. it's just like the concept of just thinking that you can just that your business is gonna keep on growing and you're ta- like you know you're draining it of profits all the time and not reinvesting like that's that's a huge huge issue see and that's and and i'm glad i'm I'm glad that you mentioned facebook because so what what's the difference in strategies between instagram and facebook because they're owned by the same they're they're both owned by the same people so like what's the difference between your marketing on facebook and marketing on instagram i think the biggest difference on facebook is that the audience is very very different yeah it's like an older audience yeah like instagram you're gonna get most teenagers Mm -hmm. and like teenagers and up to like i would say like 36 and then facebook is much older generation or mostly women um so like i've been doing statistics like running all the statistics for each of the platforms Mm -hmm. and um facebook's actually going to be the next one after i finish doing the instagram one but um in terms of doing ads, like Facebook is actually considered like the 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 world's greatest marketing tool right now. Yeah, I, I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. yeah, and part of that is because Facebook is one of the only entities that has owned their data from the very very beginning um, of their creation. Like Google got it wrong when they didn't force a login. Really? Yeah. And why is that? Because if Google would have forced a login, like they would have the most data on their users that ties like to their full user's life cycle. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I never thought about that before. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's why that's... so many people hate Facebook because they're like, Facebook has all the data. And it's like, yeah, they do. Like yeah, they yeah, really yeah, do because yeah, yeah. they have your data from the very, very first sign in. And like up until now there's never been another social media platform that has had a full um, life cycle one as long as Facebook's um, or as deep in terms of like being able to have a bird's eye view of where your user is going and then on top of that they were I think they might have even been one of the first ones to introduce like the pixels when uh, like mm-hmm. um, pixels when you're talking about um, being able to monitor like your users brow- like browser activity um across different websites um i I believe they were one of the first too Mm -hmm. so um Mm -hmm. you know they have all of that data plus all their third parties they're the the largest um social media platform um the only person the only platform that tops them is is youtube youtube yeah that's that's not surprising yeah (laughs) that's that's not surprising at all that is that that is because another thing that i that i've uh, heard is the difference, like for like Facebook compared to Instagram, well, one of the differences is that with Facebook having an older audience, it said it was saying how like when they, you know, Instagram, you really people just scrolling through fast, like just not really they really not paying attention, but they are, but they just you know Facebook, I heard is like a much slower, like with the older audience, they like really like 
taking they their time. What y'all talking about? Yeah. Let me. Really absorbing. <laughs> like, what's Instagram, going on? I be flipping. I do not stop. <laughs> but on Facebook, I know it's like the conversation deeper, mm-hmm. and it's people commenting, and it's it's a it's just a deeper connection. So I, you know, slow down. Let me see what they talking about. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like the family. It's like the more family. Family oriented, oriented I think. or family friends. It's, yeah. it's more of a we closer were having, connection. I was having a conversation with um, some of my colleagues and stuff, and they um, we were talking about Twitter because I was telling them, I'm like, you guys have to get on Twitter. <laughs> like, you have to get on mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, and uh, I, one of the things that I found interesting was when Twitter like finally did the, they like made their. Uh, like extended the the word count i'm like i would have loved to see the analytics on that like did that make people read more did it make them read less Mm -hmm. because twitter is it's the most concise platform we have um it's the only one that has like a very very strict like character limit Mm -hmm. so it's just like 140 well it's double that now i think it's Mm -hmm. like 280 now and so um yeah like i'm like are people absorbing more content now are they absorbing less because if something is smaller I can look at more of it right Mm -hmm. but like when you expand it then that means that I will be looking at less um less Less items because there's there's more room been taking up so I'm I'm really Mm. curious what that looks like yeah that's interesting and that's and like I just got on Twitter last September and like I wish I would have got on it way before because I because I first created a Twitter in 2009 when I was in high school but it wasn't like that many people wasn't on it at the time so I just I never even tweeted and I just like deleted it so then recently like cause I uh, was like we trying to grow our brands or whatever I'm like alright let me get on Twitter so I get on Twitter and I see like how valuable it is like I've been already met so many people and connected with so many people just from Don't yeah I went viral a couple times so that helped like <laughs> that helped that helped a lot especially yeah. with the podcast we get like a whole lot of uh, views on the podcast mm-hmm. so just like if I I, I really wish I would like went to Twitter like, but I mean, everything happened at the right time, I guess. Yeah, so. I like I had two Twitter accounts, and that was like one of the discussions that that I opened up line of communications with the, the whole Black Tech Twitter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two Twitter accounts for a long time because uh, working, I was just like, I need to have a private, like a personal one, and then I need to have like my business one. Mm-hmm. But it was just like I didn't post on the like the like my tech one as much because. Like you don't really tweet at work <laughs> like, yeah. and stuff, and so I would use it for conferences and get like a whole bunch of people that you know would interact with me at conferences, and that's how I build relationships with people at like Salesforce yeah. or like WordCamp across across the U.S. and stuff. But it's not it's not anything like once I finally consolidated and was like I'm just gonna be one person. Like you get professionals here, and sometimes you get like some kind of like mind mind work yeah, <laughs> type yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and like sometimes you're gonna get something spiritual, sometimes you're gonna get like the the tech news and that. So it's just like um, it's interesting to to see how people are able to like brand themselves brand and them how well. they how they split and brand themselves. Yeah, it's on t- there. And it's the one thing I really like about Twitter because it's probably like my favorite favorite one now. But I, the thing I really like about it is it's to me it seems like on Twitter you can't really like fake it. Because mm-hmm. like on Instagram, you could yeah. post, you could you could just post pictures all day and make it look like you're doing something. You know, on on Facebook, kind of the same. Snapchat, even probably the same. But on Twitter, 
it's not really about the pictures. It's more about like your conversation skills, like seeing, right. like reading what the person's talking about. It tells you what they think and what they're doing. So it's like you can't really fake it on there because if you're not really about it, you're not gonna be able to have those conversation skills. People will ignore you. Yeah, people will ignore you. <laughs> exactly. If you yeah. ain't bringing a real value to like a real value information with like content or information, people not they gonna just so, like yeah. And it's funny because it's like Twitter. Like I said, it's it's the smallest smallest amount of content that you can consume yeah. for a social media platform um but they are so picky yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they will cancel people yeah. like nope okay yeah. like you're done <laughs> like, yeah. yeah like yeah I, I, I love twitter though how long have you how long have you been on it i've been on twitter since 2012 and i've been built a lot of connections to it Back, well, back I didn't. Tech. I didn't really grow into it. Like I really dove into. It. Like I deleted my personal Twitter account in November, and mm. then like two weeks later, um, uh, I that's when the Black Tech Twitter thing took off, mm-hmm. and that's that's right when mine started growing. So yep. I went up at that like a thousand followers <laughs> because of the Black Tech. Twitter so thing. what is like the uh, Black Tech Twitter for, for, for people that don't know? Um, Black Tech Twitter is a movement that happened. Um, there is a girl named Paris Athena who uh, she uh, was having a conversation with this girl Taylor <laughs> who um, is Digital Impress. And uh, I think I've seen her on Twitter before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're all, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all like it's all it's like the yeah. the two of um, two of them and um, Nerd Nomad Mom. Uh, yeah, I've seen her before. Yeah, and so all of us were in a conversation about um, about how uh, we go into conferences and people are like, you know, we don't like oh you're you're a developer you don't look like one or mm, like yeah yeah or yeah. just like oh how'd you get into that what made you interested or how'd you get here and so um yeah. i think it was that um nerd <laughs> ari nerd Mo- nomad mom uh made a comment to uh paris like oh like you know what all the black men are fine <laughs> um, like in tech or something like that and uh, she's like, really? Wait, hold up. <laughs> and then she uh, she posted. She was like, what? She's like, what does Black Tech Twitter look like? Uh, like, here, I'll go first. And then we started like a whole thread started, and uh, over over the course of a couple of days, you know, there was thousands of people in the thread. Like everything from celebrities, everybody from celebrities, teachers. Um, there was like te- like tech industries I didn't even know about. Um, you like we found out that there is more women in it, like black women in tech than black men in tech. Didn't didn't realize that because it was just like overwhelmingly like a lot of women in um, infosec um, and cybersec. So mm-hmm. it was it was just like a really cool movement to see like other people that look like you yeah. doing what you do yeah, what because you do. we all I think a lot of us because we're so like so much of the minority. We don't um, even want to go into them fields. Well, we don't we don't we think that it's like that everywhere yeah you know like my mom my mom was a like a database analyst and i actually took her to my first conference um in 2000 like in 2013 or something and i know that's weird huh <laughs> <laughs> like my my job was like oh okay, you guys can bring somebody i was like i'll bring my mom <laughs> she cool <laughs> yeah yeah she can kick it and so um i brought my mom and you know we're sitting in a room and there's there's like you know four or five hundred people in the room and um and i'm like super juiced and like got my freebies and all my swag and all that stuff and like sitting with my team with my macbook and 
Um, and she's like, wow, nothing's changed. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> she's like, nothing's changed. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, we're the only two black people in here. And I was just like, well, dang. <laughs> like, yeah, I, was like, I was like, you're right. And like, I didn't, I didn't think about it in that, that sense. Cause I was just excited to be there in the, in that instance. Um, but like then, I mean, like I worked in a very, very small company at that point. So, you know, we were probably like 12 employees. Um, but like, I was definitely the only black girl that worked there. Um, and then going into, uh, my like next job, you know, we had over like 200 something people and then the company like more than doubled in size cause we got acquired and I was still like, like still one of like three black employees. I remember walking in and having a, having the security, it was, I was walking in on Martin Luther King day one day for work <laughs> and the security guard, God bless his heart. He's such a sweetheart. And he's like, he's like you know celebrate Martin Luther King and I was just like um, I was like let me tell my company that I like want like, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of their three black employees like <laughs> wants to celebrate black I was like you know Martin Luther King Day and so like those those type of incident, like we we don't know that yeah. there's other people that are going through the same struggle until we see, until we see them it. talking about it and it's like so relatable when you see people talking about something similar and that's so cool like how the, even with the black tech Twitter thing because Twitter is an industry, I mean, not Twitter, tech is an industry where it's like people is building wealth like crazy, like mm-hmm. billions of dollars. And it's like so many of us are like, I don't want to say running away from that industry, but we don't even know about it. We don't even try to go into it. So when I see things like that, I'm like, damn, that's super cool to me. And I, and like, I hope that more and more black people look into it and dive into that industry. Yeah. yeah. One of, like, yeah. So I think three years later, maybe two years later, I ended up being able to speak at, at one of those conferences and mm. it was like the coolest thing really? ever. And like, um, just, just to know that it, it ended up being like the biggest session of like the conference. And like, True. I'm just like, dang, like y'all can right. even listen to me. And I'm like the only black speaker now, but I'm just like, somebody got to come and see that there was, there was a black speaker at, at this conference. And like, after I made that post and like, you know, my, um, my old mentor, he was the person who put, put on the event. Um, so I was just like, Hey, like, I'm thankful. Like, thank you for like doing, doing that. But once, once, you know, he saw my post and like the, the WordPress team saw my post, they're like, Oh, we got to make this more diverse. And so that became mm, like a thing see? where the, like people are more aware. Mm-hmm. But I always tell people like in tech, um, you know, if you go into those spaces and you're like you feel weird because it's just you, mm-hmm. or like you feel like you can't relate to the people and stuff. Like I know I, me personally, like I don't have kids and I don't have a dog, so like most conversations in, in corporate America, I can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> like I can't relate. I can say I can tell you all about my little sister in terms of kids, but like. I just can't relate. So, um, like, I just, I always say, like, if you can, try to bring somebody else. Like, bring bring somebody that looks like you. Mm-hmm. Um, because the more we get more people that look like us into it and introduce them to that space, like, one, it, like, if you're bringing somebody else, it'll make you posture up a little mm-hmm. bit yep. and really be, be willing to show them, like, hey, like, this is what I do and stuff. And so um, I try to take, like, a mentee or... Like yeah. I'm getting ready to take my sister to her first con- conference later on this year, or something. Uh, like, um, so she can see that. But 
um, try to take people that look like yeah. you or, you know, even just being a woman in, in code, like take, take <laughs> another woman and stuff. Um, you're going first and then bring, bring the next person bring the next behind person. you. Yeah. 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 Cause those, like you said, those tech, those tech things is like, we, we used to, we used to go to a lot of tech events in Silicon Valley. <laughs> we be, we be literally the only yeah. two black people there. <laughs> like we went to one and like, they just like, they all just started taking pictures of us. Yeah, we it's got like, like yeah. diversity. Look, we got diversity. <laughs> That's what it was. So they like can, the they, cover they use us. Yeah, they use us for the cover. They're like, uh, like the conference yeah, on, online. Yeah, it's like you have two people. Y'all got more work. Exactly, to do. exactly. Yeah. That's how they tried to paint it as right. like, oh, this is diversity. And it was uh, it was like a bunch of uh, like Asian people there. It was a bunch of white people. We were the only two black people. I was like, what the? Yeah, I went like, to a man. conference that had like over twenty thousand people, and um. It was it was with my old company. We went to a Salesforce conference, and um, all through the conference, like my boss was like, he texted me. He's like, hey, like we're looking for another developer to like join the team and stuff. So like you know, talk to people and see if you can like, you know, see if anybody's wanting what to wanted to jump off their company. And I was just like, okay, fine. And so, but I got there, and there's like all these CFOs. In, in the whole conference and stuff and like they're following me around <laughs> like, and I'm like why are people why are following me around? yeah I was I was really confused because I've been to conferences but usually <laughs> much much smaller and I usually know the community just mm-hmm. a little bit better and um, I was just like what the hell is going on around here yeah and uh my boss, he flew in like after me, and he's just like, "Why do you know everybody already?" I was like, "Because everybody wants to, everybody wants to have a conversation about how I got into code. Right. Everybody wants to have a conversation about how like what right. what my educational background was. Everybody wants yeah." And I was just like, "That's it. That's gotta be yours." Yeah. So I call it I call it sunflower syndrome. Sunflower syndrome. <laughs> yeah, like when you see like a, a super barren field, or like you see like just just. Uh, you know, there's all these different types of flowers, and you see like one one sunflower, like you notice it, and you yeah. Just like, mm, what about yeah, you? What made where, you? How did you get here? Yeah, how did you, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, but um, but like, uh, sorry, cause you I experienced that too. Cause um, prior to me becoming like an entrepreneur and a full time student, like I was in the military, which is already predominantly, uh-huh. and then my office, I was the only black girl for like a really long time. And then I was only 18, so everyone else was already in their, like, 30s. Right. So it was already, like, they just looked at me as a kid. I couldn't really relate to none of the conversations. And sometimes it's just, like, I felt, I felt like the outcast. And then they were, like, they really didn't take me that seriously. It was just, like, right. you know, you're the youngest. You know, just do what you do. Like, just do the grunt work. But then over time, I ended up becoming, like, literally one of the best, like, workers in the office and everybody came to me for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, they had a problem, they came to me. So at one point, it was just like, I was like the star person in the <laughs> office. And it's like, even though it was like awkward for me at first, I appreciate being in that uncomfortable situation because it pushed me to like go harder and prove myself. Like, you're not going to treat me like I'm just like, right. you know, like I'm not, I'm incapable of doing the same job as you. And then, you know, not only can I do it, I can do it better than all of y'all and I'm younger. So it's a powerful thing. It is. It's crazy. And then eventually, like when I left, like the office became like predominantly black. Mm-hmm. And then there was like kind of like this unspoken thing but it was like the office was more productive so it was <laughs> a wow. lot more black people in the office wow, but dude. 
it was it was really like an unspoken thing but it's just like it's crazy and it it got a lot better you know once it was like i was comfortable with the people i was working with but yeah that beginning when it was just like me it really was like some tough times and yeah it pushed you and it's i mean it doesn't even have to be about the work like i know just we had to do this training about microaggressions and <laughs> I was like, that's great. Yeah. Um, mm. And and so one of the things that I did like when I was getting ready to get my, the last job I had before I uh, quit to go work, like create my own company was uh, when I went into the uh, interview, I chose to like intentionally make sure that my hair was braided mm-hmm. because I hadn't done that like in, in any other company I always had my hair down and pressed and like all this stuff and it was just like damaged and I was ready to cut it mm-hmm. um so I was like no nope. I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna wear my hair braided and I'm gonna wear it in a big bun and I was like if they say anything about my hair I don't want to work for this company mm. and then um so I went into there I went in there I did the interviews and they didn't say anything and um I was like okay cool so then I took my hair from that and like I switched it into like uh, curls like the next mm-hmm. week didn't say anything I was like okay cool like I can <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're gonna be fine yeah. and stuff cause like you kinda have to test the waters mm-hmm. you know when you're when you're in that environment but um, like it turned into my thesis project and um, like for this app that I wanted to build and uh, so I would change my hair drastically every month and then I would watch how people interact with me completely mm-hmm. differently like based on like how my hair was that day like i went to work one time i know we're getting a little off subject but i went to work once and i had did cornrows for the first time everybody like was just like oh all right okay what's what's going on with you and i was just like nothing just like you know trying something new and a friend of mine she did the big chop cut off all her hair and then they were just like thought she needed to go to like mental health or something like what is wrong with you and i'm like it's crazy how they just like automatically assume like something is wrong. right, but if somebody can walk in the office with with blonde hair and then dye it blue and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, they're no, like no, they're, no. they're just they just got bored. <laughs> okay, yeah. I can't bring my hair so to the back. Are you, are you going to? Uh, so I'm pretty sure you're going to Afrotech. I do want to go to Afrotech this year. Yeah, we we, we going this year. So yeah. yeah, I just like really found about it recently. I wish I'd been there because we would have been going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited about going to that this year. Yeah, That's it's gonna, gonna be, be awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. And it's gonna be in people. Oakland too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I didn't even, I'm I, like, I was right side. Like, <laughs> yes, it's full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're gonna. I'm sure you're gonna love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just It'll like, even with the tech, like just tech, tech world in general. I'm just trying to learn as much as possible trying to just soak up everything because mm-hmm. it's such an important industry like I, I always tell people I'm like yo learn about tech learn how to code people are like I don't even really know what that is I'm like figure it out yeah. just find somebody anybody it's, it's cool like um, you know wanting to sell clothes or um, hair lashes or you know the pretty typical things you see on Instagram mm-hmm. from black people but it's like it's so many other fields, fields out there you could jump into and really take advantage of it and tech is definitely one of those industries right oh, really? yeah It'd be like big time I've been trying to preach to my sister about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like she's 13 and so she's taking ro- robotics classes That's cool. like That's at school and she hates it oh, okay. <laughs> she absolutely hates it but she's she's a brand builder like mm-hmm. she's like doing she's creating like YouTube videos and mm-hmm. like she like I just taught her how to do like long tail like e- keywords for that and like you know she can use that across everything she launched her own blog now 
um she knows how to administrate it and stuff so i'm just like you know fine you don't want to code that's okay right but you're gonna learn all these skills mm-hmm. around it like yeah. um because uh, like you you got it you have to know some tech stuff yeah, you have, you to. have to, especially and, uh, with the way things are going. Yeah, and uh, I I want to ask, I forgot, but I'm glad I remember it. So with LinkedIn, how do you feel about LinkedIn? Because I, from what I've heard and what I've been seeing, is LinkedIn is becoming more of a platform where it has a organic reach. Because you know, Instagram is getting flooded with like companies and corporations now. Uh-huh. They say LinkedIn is like has that organic reach. So too. I played around with LinkedIn more right before like right before I left and stuff and it was crazy I had one post that I put on there um that had like 900 interactions and stuff like in an hour or something like that just by tagging one person in it um so it's a really really powerful tool the only thing is um for LinkedIn you really have to be um great at what you're doing for in terms of the copywriting and like do a soft sell for what it is that you want people to come and like talk to you about um but it's 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 powerful in terms of like how much information that they're they're pushing out um Mm -hmm. my only concern with linkedin is it is like one of the least diverse platforms is very white male driven um so depending on who your audience is like linkedin Mm -hmm. might not be the best solution But it's definitely a great solution if you want, like, to get your information out there and um, and really just just um, have high traffic from from something. Okay. Wow. So. That makes yeah. I never thought about that. That makes sense. And another question I have. So, what would you like? Okay. So let me put it like this. So somebody wants to grow their brand or whatever, and you know you could you got you got Snap, you got YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and my business Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, would you like advise people to just flood all those platforms with content, or like, what would you say? Because I feel like it depends on it. It really depends on the client. What I would suggest um, and their market, because everybody's market isn't everywhere. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, like for instance, there's there's. Uh, like some beauty brands that I'm like, you would just really want to focus on doing Instagram and then you would fo- like want to focus on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put you That's on. interesting. Pinterest is the absolute like goat right now. As far as <laughs> like, what though? Of, like, getting, of getting traffic. For what though? Like for anything? For, yeah. Cause for I, traffic, I, it's a search engine. Oh, yeah, you have to think I, of it that way. I've always, I've always thought Pinterest was just a, like an app for like inspiration yeah okay so think about it if you're getting inspired like instance for instance if you're talking about like making a recipe um say like you find a recipe and they have a link to their site where you can buy like all the items and stuff and so you create a collection of like all these recipes where you can buy the items directly from there you're Mm. basically building out like Yeah. yeah like you're building out resources um, that people can like just go ahead and put into like a catalog for themselves to come back and buy your products. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like Pinterest is so slept on, <laughs> like yeah. so slept on. Like if you look at um, a lot of the the uh, social, I mean not social, the e-commerce companies that are really killing it. Um, a lot of them, especially if you're talking about um, like um, what do you call it, information products. 
they're really they're really pushing uh, Pinterest. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because it, because it's a search engine. Mm-hmm. Like people type in like exactly what they're looking for and then all of your content shows up based on the key, um, keyword results. So if you optimize SEO, optimize, well, keyword optimize because it's not necessarily SEO, mm-hmm. um, that content, then, you know, I have one client who um, I put her pictures on Insta, like on on her site and then like I had them automatically published out to Pinterest and she was getting like 4,000 hits just because they were going there I didn't even like optimize the the text on the images or anything like that it just literally posted the images and then she had an account that had like her um her website name on it like I get I think I'm at like 9,000 organic hits for Pinterest I'm not monetizing mine right now but if I wanted to like I already have have the traffic to do it what the? That's crazy, yeah, man. Yeah. That's, I've never been yeah. Pinterest. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I just thought Pinterest was just like, like, like you said, so like a motivation, mm-hmm. like a creative yeah. thing. Yeah, but, and you can do promoted posts and everything on there to like get people see, I didn't know awareness that. on there. So yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the uh, like how you said you're uh, monetizing. So how do you? How does someone like monetize their platforms? Um. So usually when you're when you're setting up any platform you have to decide on if you're trying to like you either monetize stuff or you get uh or you're marketing something. So if you're monetizing things like usually you have like a <laughs> um, you have, uh which I guess give me an example of which platform you want me to talk about cuz it would make it a little bit easier to give you a clear example. Uh which one? Instagram, Instagram I guess. Yeah, Instagram. Okay, so if you were trying to monetize your Instagram, like, you could... Um, if you are trying to monetize just your reach itself, you would have to build up your following high enough, mm-hmm. and you can do sponsored posts and, like, get get brand deals. Mm-hmm. And really, you can start doing that as little as having, like, a thousand people. Um, like, you'll start getting people that are reaching out that, that want to, like, have you work for their brand. Um, but you would want to have a higher following than that because, um, you know, it's, it's usually like a 2% conversion rate. Um, so, you know, for a thousand followers, that's not super high. high Um, but, um, you can spot like sponsor other people's, um, posts. posts. Yeah. So, um, then you can sell your own products and then you can sell your own services. Those are like kind of like the main main ways mm, okay okay and what do you think about um what do you think about snapchat because <laughs> i'm like i don't even like i used to love snapchat but now it's like i don't i don't mess with so, it so i absolutely loved snapchat in 2016 yeah right like, That's how I feel. it was it was amazing um but like i think what happened with snapchat for a lot of people uh is that people like wanted to snap when they went out parties and all that stuff and then you became reachable for all the people <laughs> like who you partied with mm-hmm. so a lot of people like left it and then on top of that like instagram, instagram like came having with the Insta stories story. and stuff but here's here's the weird thing about snapchat snapchat's not a social media company mm. at all like it's it's actually like they actually consider themselves a camera company so oh yeah 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 i did read that yeah. i read it like six months ago so oh, okay 
I absolutely love Snapchat's video and uh, and image processing better than any platform. Yeah, it is. Like, it's, it's the best. It's the absolute it's the best. best. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows. What I would like them to do is like go ahead and like get bought out by Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that like just they can just have that synergy because yeah. Instagram's pictures suck to me. Like now, oh, like, they're yeah. just, oh they they're do. Abs- they're they absolutely do. terrible. Um, like we take but, pictures with our camera, uh-huh. and the moment we post on Instagram, it just ruins the quality for us. Yeah, and it's, I'm like, I just don't like, especially if you don't even use the camera but use your phones. I just don't like the quality mm-hmm. that Instagram pushes. Yeah, Insta- Instagram is is not it. Um, and so, like in terms of Snapchat, um, for like marketing, or just like yeah, for like branding, because I I feel like it's not it's not because you got a lot. It's like a lot amount of people that can see it, like just your friends. You know, Instagram. No, you can, you can you can make it public now. Really? Oh yeah, you can make it public. Yeah, it's true, true. But there's that like it's, I'm like, I don't know if there's like so, reaching people. I I started when I first started my sunglasses company, um, it was it was a social experiment for me. Like it was it was really an experiment to see if I could scale scale my business from like I sold two purses <laughs> like on, on eBay. Um, and made like $40 off the purses and then like scaled, scaled the business. And so Snapchat was a huge part of how like I made like money off of my sunglasses brand because people check Snap all the time. And so I would be like, oh, I'm going to the mailbox to go pick up the new sunglasses and stuff. And I'm like, oh guys, like, look, I got the new styles or whatever. Like these will be dropping on the site like, um, next week. And so people bought like, and I definitely was able to sell through it, um, it's just, it's exhausting. I like video in general is just exhausting, yeah. <laughs> at least to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's definitely a tool. Um, it can be done. Uh, it's just a matter of if if that's a tool that you feel most natural with. And I feel like for any brand, like it's not it's not just important to have good content. It's not like important. It's not just important to um, you know have the right messaging and and everything like you really want to make sure that you're comfortable with the tools that you're using because it will look forced just like going back to the whole twitter thing if, if you if you sound weird on twitter people are like no yeah people is people can definitely see through shit yeah twitter is twitter is definitely one of those yeah they, they have no they, yeah. like they have no cap on how no, much no, no, so, yeah. how much they will bash you that's why i like twitter because it's like they're honest yeah they're gonna call you out if it's like if if they don't rock with it, people gonna call you out or question it. Yeah, question it. It's gonna do. be like you just can't you just be posting whatever yeah, you want. Exactly. Like this ain't Al Gore's internet. <laughs> exactly. And it took me some. It took me some time to like really like learn the different like apps. Like when I first got on Twitter, I was treating it like Instagram. Like I would tweet like once a day or once every other day. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, man, my following not even going on Twitter. So then I'm like, you know, the answer to everything is like content. So I'm like, all right, let me. It's Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm like learning and I'm seeing what's going on. I'm like, okay, it's, I could tweet as much as possible. There's no like, no yeah, limit. people don't get people irritated. don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like I was watching, um, I was watching this uh, podcast and they were saying like, you know, you can tweet up to thirty times a day and your your followers won't care as yeah. long as long as that's what they that's what the, you're there for. That's what you're there for. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, uh, but Instagram, Instagram two two Super per day awesome. max. Like otherwise, you start irritating your followers. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's that makes sense. Yeah, because I know if I see somebody posting too much, I'm okay. Like, Are I'm, you bored? Like, yeah. what is going on? What about Insta Story though? Insta Story, you can post as, as much, much as you, you want. want. Yeah, yeah, because it's not it's not gonna feed it to like your user in an obstructive way. 
just don't go live a bunch of times. Like, that's what I, like that's what in a day. Like, you know, go live yeah, once a day. Once a day. I was just about to yeah. ask that because that was another thing that, uh, like, our first conversation, we talked about live. And you said going to live is that's, like, the best for the algorithm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you can... I don't do it because I really... Yeah, we don't I'm, do it. We don't I'm, do it I'm either. I'm still burnt out from, like, my, my Snapchat day, <laughs> honestly. Um, I, was, I was just on Snap 24-7, like, pushing products and all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, uh, going live on any any social media platform is the best way to build familiarity, like, get people understanding who you are. Um, that, like, it makes you your brand. Um and it really like makes people understand that like they feel a connection with you because they'll be like i watched them from the beginning like you know like it, it feels like they're you tuning the into a show yeah, yeah. and so um as you're having conversations with people as you're like building relationships as you're answering their questions um going live really really um does help you build that brand i feel like that's one of the biggest successes and biggest reasons why um uh, i think it's nappy boy chris um, on, oh, on, on Twitter, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think that's one of his biggest uh, reasons why he's he's so successful is because he's constantly going live. And on he's, Twitter, yeah, on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he answers questions and like really talks to his audience and everything. And he doesn't really like, you know, sometimes he's just like, oh, you know, that's in the course. But for the most part, he's he's giving them gems every day when you're on on there. So just like you know, I. Sorry about that, guys. We got cut off, cut off for a second, but we back. We was and we was talking about uh, going live on Instagram and the importance of it and like the advantages of you. You can use it, and we was. I know I was saying personally, like I don't really go live that much because I'm like not as comfortable. And she was just giving us some tips and gems on how important it is and why. And you should you, you should be using it if you're trying to brand yourself. Yeah. So one of the things that I think is um, a good habit to get into is. Um, usually you should post and let people know that you're getting ready to go live. So, um, you know, doing a post saying, hey, I'm going live on this day at this time. Um, then that, like, the people who are already mentally ready for the information that you're about to drop, like, they'll be prepared um, and know what, what to expect. And then um, then actually going live. And then on your live, you usually want to have something that is that they would get from going on live so maybe you create a freebie or maybe it's that they get a discount code if they listen to the end of the live or something like that um but you really want to incentivize people to, to, listen to, to your yeah to go through your content um and and be a part of it and then um you know like make them feel like they're a part of the experience um is is really key it's mm, really key exactly like it it, it it cut off before i finished was about to say what i was saying but i was saying that it's so important because like if you make a post on Instagram, uh, based on like the algorithm, everybody that follows you is not gonna be able to see the post. But if you go to make a live, that's gonna go straight to the top in the front. You gonna get a notification. So I, me, I'm just realizing that during this conversation, like okay, that's why it's so important to go live. That's why I'm about to start going live. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and try to be like I I wouldn't say like Instagram or Facebook or any of those. I wouldn't, well, no, Facebook, I would say be consistent about the time that you go live because you want people to know that you're coming on on the same, like at the same time each time. Really, um, Instagram, you can move it around a little bit more, but um, for the most part, like you want to keep, keep the time a little bit consistent. And uh, does the duration matter of how long you live or is it just like, 
it doesn't matter. What do you think? Um, I don't necessarily think the time is all that. I don't think the time that you're live is as important as the value of the content you're bringing. Right. So your content, like, it's, we call it the mini skirt principle, <laughs> um, which is terrible, but uh, the mini, mini skirt principle for content on like anything you do is it needs to be just short enough to keep things, uh, like to make sure that everything is covered, but then like long enough to just like not too long to where things aren't interesting anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't yeah, it's, 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 yeah, I know I had, I had a, another question I was going to ask. I can't think of what it was. Do you got something? <laughs> no, I I'm just going with the flow of the conversation. Yeah. I was, I was going to mention, because um, I think it got cut off, um, yeah. that most, like, if you look at the, if you really look at the people who are the top, like those Gary Vees, mm. like the Daniel Leslie's, uh, like all those people, they're, they're going live a lot. Oh, yeah. And they're, or they're posting Instagram stories a lot. And it's not just buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. It's here's what life looks like when you do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> here's what lo- yeah. life looks like when you have this. Like, here's how the transformation, like, yeah. um, how, how you can transform your life and, uh, from, from this point to this point um, by like you know using my product or being being involved in things and like um it's interesting because uh for example like nappy boy chris he sells like he sells watches and he does sell per uh sell like courses too but one of the things that's really cool about him is he's always dropping gems about like the mindset um, but he sells watches. He did hardly ever talks about like, look how nice this watch is, and like you know all was... that. He's really talking about how how you brand and build a business and stuff. But his his product like also benefits from that because the familiarity of him talking about how business actually works. So um, I think a lot of times because the way that we view products and the way that we absorb like the content of other people. Um, we think that that's the same way that we should talk about things things. and like that's not necessarily the case because we're not looking at things from the perspective of pushing the content we're looking at it from the perspective of absorbing it so you really have to like take yourself out of out of the consumer mindset and think about like how you build conversations and relationships in order to get people to eventually want to purchase from you but that is like the self should never be your first yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah that's what. That's we what talk I, about that all the time. Yeah, because it's like I was when I first like started trying to get into like branding myself, but I'm like a lot of people fall in love with the person and like what you're doing and what you're about, mm-hmm. and like that's why so many people are like insta celebrities. They don't have products or you know they're not doing mm-hmm. something crazy, but these people are just falling in love, like watching their life and seeing the growth and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like. We even though we have our brand and you know our goals, it's important that we give people kind of like an insight so they can see like all right, like we're more than just the products like we're trying to push like we're people we're teaching stuff about financial literacy and like education and wealth mm-hmm. so just seeing it from that perspective you 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 gotta like you said take yourself out of your um, shoes and see it from their eyes like what is really going to draw people into me 
And where right. I where I see a lot of people mess up off the just off the top, like a lot of people that's trying to brand themselves and be entrepreneurs or whatever. Where I see them like their first mistake is they try to like to monetize immediately without giving anything of value to the people that's uh watching you. They just come out the gate like, Oh, I'm doing this, buy this from me and it's like why should I? But I don't even know you. What are you about? What's what? What? How is this going to help me? Like, what lifestyle are right. you selling? What knowledge? Are, what game are you giving that's going to like help me get something? That's why I see a lot of people do. Especially. And our thing, like with me, my thing is I want to give out as much gems and content and just stuff of, of value for the for the longest before I even hint that I want something from you. Right. I want to, I want to just keep just that's why that's part of why we do this podcast. I want to do so many other things because I'm just trying to give out just flood with so much game. Where it's like I'm I'm not gonna ask you to buy something from me. You gonna naturally over time just feel like I want to support him because he then gave me so much mm-hmm. for so free. There's a couple things in that because you mentioned something really that I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people they know how to. Uh, build their brand assets, but not a brand. Mm-hmm. So, mm. like, the brand is not is not your logo. It's not the colors. It's not you know the brand is the voice. The brand mm-hmm. is like you know how you interact. It's what what like the ways that you have conversations with your audience. Like that's that's really building your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part is brand identity. Like yeah. the, like the logos and everything. And um, so there's there's definitely a difference. And um, and it's it's overlooked a lot of times because people like unless you kind of went to school for something or you get put on game by like a coach and like a lot of people don't like to try Mm -hmm. to do coaches they're like i see them do it i'm just gonna do it um you know having a coach is powerful for that type of thing yep and i 100% believe in getting like a coach or a mentor because it's like you know you could just save yourself a lot of time money so much time just go to somebody who you know already knows and they can help you from the jump Avoid making all the mistakes they probably made in the beginning. Exactly. Right. That's that's my main thing with a coach. You know, I always say I don't mind paying for it if I got to pay for a coach monthly, weekly, or whatever. Especially if it's a coach that's been successful, because you get the blueprint. You get to avoid the mistakes if you follow and do exactly what they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. You get to skip all the mistakes, all the trial right. and error. And so many people be scared to invest in a coach or something because they I don't like, even think it's the fear of investing in a coach. A lot of times, honestly, the like I'm gonna say that most of the time it's it's really a pride thing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, like yeah, people are like, yeah. I don't need, I don't need I'll, a coach. I don't need, like, I don't need that and all this stuff. But then they'll end up spending so much money, wasting so mistakes. much time and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then like, or they they get scared of sharing, like they get so scared of thinking that somebody is going to steal their idea or something, like, or steal their brand or mm-hmm. like do something like that. And it's just like. If you're doing what you're, if you're doing what you need to do to position yourself and build your brand, there's no one who can take anything from you. Mm-hmm. No one. No like one. I, I walked into a, a meeting and stuff when when I was getting ready to build out. Um, I'm getting ready to build out a program and stuff to to teach. And um, you know the investors are like, okay, like at the end of it, he's like, what do you, what do you need from me? And like he's like, do we need to sign any like NDA or anything before we talk about? It? I was like, no. And he's like. Why? And I'm just like, because you can't build it without me. Yep. And he was just like, what? (laughs) I was like, like, you just, I was like, I was like, you can't. 
And he's like, okay. okay. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and you are the most powerful tool, no matter what. Right. You know, Especially stuff you put out there yeah. about it. You, at the end of the day, is the most important part. Right. Yep. You, your connections, your background, your knowledge. And so, for me, I'm just like, yeah, you can't build it without me. Why? Because I have industry knowledge from the top three competitors working in there. Like, I've, like, built out the national program for this. Like, you just, you can't, like... You can't do it without me. So I'm not worried about you stealing my idea. Let's talk about what how we can help each help other. Help each other out. Yeah. And then that leveled the conversation. And he was just like, all right, wait. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of people um, think that you're, like, you know, especially if you're building a business, they think that you're supposed to, like, come up with the idea, build the brand, yeah, like, right. go then try to go get the investor. But the inv- investors don't want to invest in people who want money. Is that like? That's oh my a funny god! Statement. Oh my god! That's so that's so important. You, that's so important that you. It's, that's that's so important you say that because uh, dang, I forgot. I can't remember who exactly was uh, having this conversation. They or they said that they was like, uh, it's easy to get money when you don't need it. Right. It's like it's easy for the yeah. investors to buy into you when you don't when you don't need their money. Right. They want they want to give it to you at that point. Right, because they know. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm, I've, I have a whole profit model. I'm like, I've seen somebody do the same thing um, and make $2 million off of, like, by themselves, no employees, and, and build out this, this concept and stuff. I'm like, I can do this, and I have, a, like, you know, this many teachers and stuff, and, I you know, I... It could be all profit. I'm not. I'm not worried about what what money it is that you guys can mm-hmm. offer and stuff. Like, I really need to know that like you're on the same page. You want to work like the way that I want to work. Um, you know, we have camaraderie. Your heart's in the right place because I, I I have I don't have a filter with people. Like I'm very dry and direct. <laughs> and stuff like just just like this. Like I'm very critical all the time. And so um, you know, I'm not. You can't ask, you can't um, fake a brand like when you're really your own brand. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I want to point out, like, um, just in a negotiation process or just in general, you need to know your self worth and your value, the value you're bringing to the table. So when you're out oh, yeah. there seeking investors or, you know, people to come on board, like, don't forget, like, you have a lot of value to bring to the table. Don't sell yourself short and, you know, just take anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, and even not even just just like even when you're working in companies too, I would say, like um, last year I went to I got selected. I was te- I was teaching at a college, and um, I got selected to develop this national program. And um, so, like they were, they flew me across the country to, to Pittsburgh. And stuff um, right after a blizzard, <laughs> and, uh, and I was just really humbled because I I had only been teaching like five weeks at that point. Dang. Yeah, like five weeks um, at the college. Had went and got my degree to come back and teach there, and uh, you know they they're like you know we have a um, an entrepreneur who it has like started putting together this program and stuff but he needs a panel to like review it and we need to like mm. put put this thing together and i'm like okay so we fly down there and um and everybody already knew who i was and i was just like i don't have a website <laughs> <laughs> like i don't have i don't right. have any of that but like um they're like oh your name like fl- got flagged down to hollywood and the hollywood campus 
told us to call you and all this. I'm the youngest person there. Everybody there is like 40, 50, like taught across seas in Barcelona Mm -hmm. and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, what? What? Like, yeah, like, okay. So um, I get there and they're like, you're the one from California and like this isn't that. And so it's just, it's crazy because a lot of times we don't realize like our name is already in rooms. Um, yeah, we don't that even we're not in. even yet. That's how you know and you. That's, that's, that's you know your you brand. Right. And yeah. that's, that's really, I'm like, I haven't had a website up in, in five <laughs> years, but I've never gone hungry. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm always, like, I'm still marketing and all that stuff. Is that I've, I've kind of pushed people to get to know me. And part of my problem is um, I do so many things that having a website that has, like, tears, it would be like tears of, Web developer, web designer, web right. like brand strategist, <laughs> social all media strategist, like yeah, like PR specialist, like right. all all of these different things, and it's just like no, I'm just I'm Tirza, and like that's my brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's dope, and that's so yeah. because I was talking to uh, I don't remember who I was talking to about this, and I was saying how like we could we in a time now where your like brand is just going to be you. It's not going to really be like what company it is or or whatever. It's going to be. Your name, personal brand, right? Everything. It's gonna be everything. That personal brand, you, you, you Deanna King. Put all the other stuff you do to the side. Your name comes first before all that. Now mm-hmm. in this area we in, so that's that's dope that you brought that up. And also, because uh, you, I know you probably don't want to uh, do you don't do a shameless plug or whatever, but name like all the businesses you had that you're in, in that you're all into. All my businesses. Yeah. Um, I have Yes Any Collective, and so that's that's my agency that I'm starting up. It does, right now we do like websites for um like it's just started so i'm doing websites for um for like personal brands mostly um i run my like e-commerce course through that for the most part and then um then i host like entrepreneurial events once a month here in sacramento and so each each month we have a different topic and that's like why i have the the different documents that i'll like upload for free like on Mm -hmm. twitter and things like that okay Um, because I create each each month, we create an asset for for that, um, and then I have Yes Honey, which is my sunglasses uh, company uh, that I started as an experiment, and then um, then I work with Amazing You Boutique, and so like I'm her like brand strategist and web developer and like model whatever she needs me to be really, <laughs> um, uh, but. Uh, We've, we've been working together for almost five years on that and that one's really cool because we do like we've done so many jazz festivals and music festivals we get to see so many different artists and comedy shows and stuff because of it um i think that's i think that's the spread right now mm-hmm. i have another one that i'm working on um called the sunflower project but i haven't decided if i'm tucking that into one of my brands or if that's one that's going to have its own have thing, its own thing. yeah okay. But that one's really around getting, like, how I talked about bringing bringing people to their first conference, um, and like being able to it, basically we make money to to um, to foster us being able to take these girls or women to their first um, their first conference and like go with a mentor that can introduce them to their network. So, wow, yeah. you doing so many dope things. It's crazy. <laughs> you doing a lot of you doing a lot of. Those stuff, and you, you very, very informative on a, 
<laughs> on, your, on your pills. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. You, you have anything else you want to add? No, that's all for me. This, because we, I didn't even, I didn't even expect this uh, episode to. No, 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 you good. Trust me, you good. No, no, we learned a lot. Like, I, like you good. Trust me, you. you it's gonna be a lot of things that the listeners could take from this episode, definitely. And uh, before, but before we uh, end it, like, where can the people find you? Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's where I'm most active. It's Tirza MJ, T-I-R-Z-A-H-M-J. Um, same thing for Instagram. Um, I'm mostly active on social. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. Cool, cool. And do you have, you have anything before we wrap up? Or did you have anything else you want to add? Um, take someone with you if you feel uncomfortable somewhere. Don't go, <laughs> don't go into life-changing events alone. Mm, I, like that. I like that. That's dope, man. Definitely. Yep. So we're closing. Deanna, you gonna hit close it up? What? Y'all thought you was like, my bad. My bad. I could do it if you want me to. It's no, 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 no. So, alright, so um, to end it off, don't forget, you can follow us on social media. My social medias are Deanna Kent for Instagram and Facebook. So, um, Twitter, you can find me at Deanna S. Kent. And if you haven't already subscribed to our Millionaire Mindsets daily tech subscription, you could do that by texting at mmindsets to 81010. And uh, for people who don't know, I'm Xavier C. Miller, X-A-V-I-E-R-C Miller. That's on Instagram. My uh, Twitter is XEM Park Hill. And that's pretty much... Before we now, I'm, uh, now I, I've been thinking about this. So, how important is it that? Uh, <laughs> my bad, John. I know I was about to. I was about to, clo- I was about to close it out, but my, this is the last question I promise. How important is it for for like to you have the same name on every single platform, or is that not important? I would say it's very important. Okay, like it's well. So, if you're talking about building a brand. If you want to be, like, an influencer, like, it's super important. I would say it just makes it so much easier to find you. Right. Like, overall, like, I, I was true Monet on things for, like, years and mm-hmm. stuff because Monet is my middle name. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, like, at some point, I was just, like, people who don't know me that need to find me after a conference aren't going to be able to find me. Like, and I have products that they can buy or things that, like services to offer and they're not going to be able to find me. So it's it's just important. It's really important to, to keep it consistent. Cool. I'm glad I know. Now I need to I need to Switch adjust my up. stuff because I've been thinking that for a while, but I'm like, I don't know how, like, if that's like super important. But I thought it was, but I'm like. Yeah. Another yeah. thing that people get concerned about is if you should be like a personal brand or like own like a company brand and that like. That's that's a big separation too. But I usually say if you're gonna if you're planning on hiring employees or like having more people work on the project, then you want to set up like a like a business brand. But I personally, and just in terms of analytics, it's it's better sometimes to have a personal brand because they have a face to connect with, mm-hmm. and they'll start buying more. Mm-hmm. So and and for the company brand, like, what's the like separation and what's the like, if you're building your company brand, like, oh, I'm trying to think about how I'm trying to ask this. Like, uh, like we're like, what's really like the separation? Like, what's the, like, what's the difference in content and the things that you do? Um, the difference might be like, in a company brand, you wouldn't have so much of your daily life shown in it. Right. right. Um, or like for me, 
on my personal brand, I can I show pictures of like me and my family, me and my best friends and stuff, and like we go on trips. But my trips are bit like they're usually for businesses too. Um, but on uh, the actual like brand for the company, like you would have your company trips or your meetings that you're having or you know some new freebies that you're creating as a company and things like that. So it's really um, about how like how close you want to be to like your business in terms of being like the face and like the involved face in and it. all of it. Yeah. See so, you man. So you got so you got so much knowledge we could do go on this all day, man. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> right, I'm gonna keep stopping like one more time. Almost <laughs> but yeah, I promise, I promise that, that was that was the last one. But so we we closing out and like like uh before I, before I was in I said you can reach me on Instagram at Xavier C Miller. That's pretty much all we have for you guys this episode. We appreciate all you for listening. We definitely appreciate Tizza for coming through and dropping gems on the show. Thank you. Thank you. We definitely appreciate you. And like I said, that's all we got. See Uh -uh. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, you know, rate the podcast. Rate the podcast. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. And pretty much that's all we got. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.